Good afternoon. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast brought to you by the Del Norte County Office of Education and Del Norte Unified School District. I'm Jeff Harris, Superintendent of Schools for Del Norte County, and we weekly bring different folks into the office to have a conversation about um, community, about school, about different components within the school system. And today, like we do a couple of times every year, um, I'm joined by our law enforcement partners. Uh, we've got great relationships with law enforcement throughout Del Norte County. And joining me today, uh, and I have to thank him, it's his very first day on the job. We have Sheriff uh, Garrett Scott. Welcome, Garrett. Hey, it's uh, it's nice to be here, and uh, I'm no longer appointed. The last uh, six months has been fun, and now I'm officially the elected sheriff coroner. Well, well, congratulations again, and thank you for dressing up for the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I had the swearing in, right? So, uh, And uh, Chief Richard Griffin. Hello. Thank you. Good to see you. Good to see you, We've too. We've talked a lot over vacation, but I hadn't seen you in a while. Yeah, it's been a while, mostly on phone, but yeah, it's yeah. good to see you in person. Yeah. And uh, Chief of Probation, Lonnie Raymond. How are you? And I see you all the time. We I'm sit on a couple here, different boards yep. together. <laughs> see you all the time. So... Um, like I said, guys, we, we've got a great relationship, the schools and law enforcement, um, along with CHP. And and we know one of our, our good friends has uh, now transferred, uh, Larry DP, uh, has now transferred down to the Eureka office. Um, but tell me a little bit about why schools are so important to you. I know that, that Chief Griffin, Chief Raymond, we've had a lot of opportunity um, to talk about everything from student safety to staff safety to property safety. Um, you know, Lonnie, we were we did a lot with, um, and it's your idea. I've got to give you 100% credit for it on the prevention and early intervention, uh, utilizing probation yeah. to to stop truancies and and some of those kind of things. Um, why why are schools and why are kids so important to the work that you guys do? Because you put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, we're going uh, five years, I think. This is our fifth year with our truancy officer position. And um, uh, going back in history to try kind of sum it up, I guess, it, it really came down to one of my officers um, coordinating and and networking with some of his cohorts and, and contemporaries in other counties and seeing what they were doing, as well as me being involved locally, in a couple different boards, um, and just the, the push and desire to see our kids in school. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a huge issue for us as a community. And so one of the, the roles that we saw we could play is partnering with you in the school district and county office and providing an officer who could act as a truancy officer. And it, that was not necessarily in the old sense of truancy, where we were going out and rounding up kids, which occasionally still happens when it's needed. But the primary focus of what we're doing is connecting families and kids with resources to get them back in school. Because um, this this is not a flash in the pan for me. Mm-hmm. This is a 20-year, 25, 30-year project because to overcome the challenges that we've had as a community, um, what I see on the the juvenile delinquency side and then transitioning to adult uh, criminality, if we can 
change family cultures and community culture where education is valued, where kids know they are valued by people in the school system, uh, by law enforcement, other places, we can actually make a significant difference both in the near term, getting kids in the doors, but in the long term, too, of establishing education as a priority. Right. And that's going to positively affect everybody at this table. And, and I think the other thing, too, that, you know, that's really a, a big part of that. Well, let me let me go back. Um, I, I don't know if we've ever shared the data with you, but when we talk about chronic absenteeism, so a child who's missed more than 18 days of school for any reason, the state considers chronically absent. Um, five or six years ago, we had a chronic absenteeism rate of over 25 percent. One, one in four kids had missed a month of school. Um, just prior to COVID, we were down to about 8%, which was a huge drop. And I, I've got to give a lot of credit um, to the partnership that we've had. Um, during COVID, I think we were up to 65% chronic absenteeism. And this year, I believe we're back down in the 20s. Um, but it, that's a lot of hard work. Yeah. Right? And I think it's not about adjudicating kids. It's not about putting kids into juvenile hall or to criminalizing behavior. It's really about supporting families. Absolutely. So now I'll hand it over to you two. Um, so when I look at it, the, the simple thing is when I took the job, I, I took it when I turned 40. It was when I actually was told, yeah, you, you're going to be the next chief of police, um, youngest in history of Crescent City. So there's a lot that goes with that is I still had 15 years left on the job. So and this is a job that. You typically, you know, Sheriff Scott's elected. I get out by a vote of the city council at any time. Right. Um, so, but when I really look at it, what I wanted the job for is I want to, it's selfish. And I've, I've said it every time when people ask me, why do you do your job? Very selfishly is to make this community a better place for my kids to grow up in. Yep. I have um, my son, Carson, and my daughter, Rogue. Uh, they're seven and nine and they're in the school system. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we, I live here and um, I'm not going anywhere. I love this place. It's God's country. That's the initial response is that's why, because I want to make a better place for my kids. Because right. if it's better for my kids, it's better for everybody's kids. You look at it, there's a safety aspect of it for sure. Um, having that person on scene. I talk to staff at the high school all the time, Crescent Elk. Um, having our school resource officer on scene just gives them that. This is a little more safe area at least. Right. Um, and to do our job. And the students deserve that, especially what's going on just around in the country. The, the craziness with COVID, you name it, all the stress and everything and the new stuff. Um, but then... <clears throat> The reality of when I went through school and the connections I made with people as I connected to the coaches that I had in, in, in sports and I connected some officers that I met, mm -hmm. that's what really drove me to say, yeah, maybe I want to go this way <clears throat> on this side of the fence instead of maybe meeting Chief Raymond down the other road <laughs> of the fence, right? Um, that's why I chose to um, coach football this year at the high school. Right. I want to get there. It's not so much... It, it is giving back to the sport that I loved. You know, it got me a college degree, a college scholarship, but that's not what it was about. My time's done with football. Now I can give back and make connections with the kids that wouldn't have that any other place. And I said that many, many, many times to the kids. That's what it's about is sure. there, there's kids that need to stick with that team because if not, they're going to be out on the streets meeting the officers and the deputies and everything. Now they have something. They have a team. They have a family to grow and go forward. It's the same type of atmosphere you want with that school resource officer or the truancy officer or anything in there. It's not about punitive issues. Right. It's about making those relationships. Maybe that one kid needs it that day. You know, hey, looking forward to seeing Officer Sanders. I can't tell you how many times I've been to the to the football games or any other thing. Hey, where's Officer Sanders at? He, he was supposed to be here to say hi. You know, so <clears throat> and they're not. It, it's not for any other purpose other than it's kind of just saying that seeing that same face. So now they have another friend or somebody you know right. they can talk to. Um, so it's all those in one. That's why it's focused on school. It's our future. Yeah. And it's 
kind of another selfish reason. I think if we all look at it, hopefully it makes our jobs easier down the road because we're stopping that cycle, the generational cycle of different families and everything that we all deal with. Okay, well, right. let's get involved early. Maybe we can direct the path a different way. So that's what we all want to do. Well, and I've got to give you some props too, Rich. You know, when we first started off with the, well, so when I started here about eight years ago, um, Ivan Minsel, uh, chief of police, um, had just written a grant and we were talking about bringing the SRO on. Um, we had what I think that was a five or a six year process where it gradually decreased in cost and then increased. Uh, so um, we've been able to kind of maintain that position. But then you also wrote a second grant um, to bring another SRO on. And it, it's been really, 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 I think like you were talking about, it's been a successful program. We had officer low for a while um, before that. Um, I think it was Gene. Um, and now we've got officer Sanders and you're right. I mean, it brings a whole different level of resource to, and, and the same thing with um, the probation, uh, it brings a different level of resource to kids who have that ability to interact with somebody in your world, right? Not necessarily the school world. And it's just the interaction. You get difference, even though it could be the same uniform, because we haven't changed anything right. uniform-wise with Officer Sanders, um, other than he's a canine officer now. Yeah. Um, so Great it, dog, by the way. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot of talk about soft uniform, this, that, and everything. I made the decision I don't want to change the uniform because I didn't want to give not an excuse or anything else. It's, no, the kids are going to be dealing with officers. They need to sure. and, and see what it is. And it normalizes that, it humanizes that a little bit to it, to where it's, you know, it's not the first time on a scene when you see them on a crime scene or whatever's going on that they saw an officer in a good way in a uniform. Right. So they can associate it, but it's the relationships that are built and everything. And, and he knows he has his finger on the pulse, you know, just like Chief Raymond's officer does there and yep. in there. It, you're going to learn a lot about what's going on a lot quicker and get get problems solved much easier by having someone on the ground there and working those and, and continue the relationships. Right. And um, Officer Sanders doing a great job. Um, it is it is a tobacco grant focused, right. but we're, I mean, we're, we're doing extra patrol at the schools because there's, right. there's um, some issues there as far as vaping otherwise. Um, but yeah, that was a, a three-year grant total that we're going to use. You get five years to use it, but we're, we're looking at those three years. Right. And uh, I think it was just over $400,000 to cover all the expenses. So nothing's coming out of either of our budgets for that anymore. Yeah. And and once our staffing gets back up a little bit more, we're looking at the going back to the other school resource officer position where we shared the cost between the school right. and the city. And we'll talk about that again. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Again, staffing, though, right? Right. It's people. Sheriff Scott, so you, you've been on the job now for six months. Six right? months as sheriff. Uh, you know, it's it's been great. It, that's that's my goal is to, you know, to work with the people of the community and do what I can for them. It's, I'm in a unique position because I grew up in Delnert County. I have strong roots here. I've got, you know, all of my family's here. My parents are here. Yep. And so I, I know most of the families in Delnert County. I have a good understanding of what, what their, you know, what their... Um, needs are and their concerns about the schools and so when i get a phone call from a parent i i can relate to them and, and in my career uh you know moving through the ranks i was a school resource officer for four years and so i have kind of that perspective as well to to kind of see how that how that one officer in a school can make such a huge difference. Um, and that goes with a small community also. One one officer, one deputy can make such a huge impact 
that it's it's really key that we focus on the kids, on the children, and 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 protect them with everything we've got. You know that that they are everything to us. They're everything to the families out there, and we know that, and we have to keep that in mind at all times. And and so that's important to me. <clears throat> And, you know, moving on and trying, you know, that for the sheriff's department to maybe look at, at a school resource officer also, that's something that we, we really would like to do is, is to, you know, do what we can to impact the community. And like Chief Griffin said, you know, give it our best to, to uh, you know, help our future out, to be there for our future. And these kids, they are our future. So the more interactions, positive uh ways that we can impress upon them that this is the place we want to see them grow up and stick around that's that's paramount to us and so it's it's a real pleasure and and uh you know being sheriff corner in a in a small community i i can still reach out and communicate with with uh pretty much anybody any family and and uh get feedback and and provide support and and so that's that's kind of why we're here is to give give those kids everything that they need and the protection that they need. So let me ask you three, three of you this, you know, as we've, we're, we're all pretty close to the same age, you know, um, I'm probably a little bit older, but, uh, you know, as we kind of go, go forward a little bit, this, our world, right. And not just the community, but our state and our country and, and the world at large, it's gotten to be a little scarier for parents, right. And we hear a lot about things that happen at schools and those kind of things. Um, what what would your advice be for a parent who calls and says, do you think schools are a safe place for me to send my kid? Because, you know, when, when COVID happened, uh, you guys remember COVID? It, okay, just, um, there, there were a lot of folks who just said, you know what, I'm going to keep my kids at home where, where they're safe. And then I'm not necessarily here because we we're almost back to full capacity. But but around the state, there were people who kept their kids at home um, because they said schools just aren't a safe place. What what would you say to a parent who said something like that? I tell them very simply, I send my kids to school every single day. I dropped them off personally today. And that's a safety thing, in my opinion. It's I make that decision every single day. Um, I think we're seeing a brunt of a little bit of people being forced, not forced, whatever happened to COVID, uh, you know, everything that went on with that. Right. Now we're seeing the flip side of that and, you know, the RSV going up and the flu. And what I remember Joe Hamilton, what, over 50% of kids out due to flus or something like that. And yeah, I think we were close to 30%. So yeah. It, safety wise, um, that's what I'd say to him point blank is I have, I send my kids to school every single day in the same school system. So I'd have no, no problem with it. The amount of resources that we have, uh, you look at the Crescent Elk um, thing of, when was it, six, seven months ago? can't remember when, oh, we, yeah, had, when we had the <clears throat> reports of something going on, possible right. someone bringing a gun to the school, something like that. Um, everybody sitting at this table was on scene within a few minutes, let alone, I think, I think me and the sheriff were there first, and he showed up maybe a couple minutes later. Yep. But within a couple minutes, I, I think I was on scene within 30 seconds. Within a couple minutes, you had a five different law enforcement agencies surrounding the building, and it was the safest place in Donut County at that point. Mm-hmm. And we had things going. So you have, as far as if you're looking safety that wise, the response you get, the support you're going to get. We're all invested locally here. We don't live in another community and commute two right. hours to come in here. This is our area. We we live here. We raise our families here, and we choose to stay here. Right. You know, and that's that's the buy-in you get so as far as safety wise it's we live here we do the same stuff so that's what i would say and i'm in the same boat 
you know, I got my three kids in school as well, and mm-hmm. you know, they they've grown up here. All three of well, outside of medical issues, been born here, and um, this is where we're at. We're raising our kids here. They're yeah. in school, um, th- and that's uh, to a large degree, like Chief Griffin said, that's why I'm invested, because a a good school, a safe school. Um, a good community for my kids to grow up in is a good community for other kids to grow up into. And um, my officers are in the same boat. I got officers that send their kids to school every day. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, we're a part of this community. This is our home. These are our schools. And um, if we felt differently, we wouldn't be doing the job and we wouldn't be um, you know, in, invested in, in our families like we are. Right. So, you know, I, I think the other thing, too, is a lot of times you get phone calls. And I think and so what I really want to talk about here is the kind of our communication, because we communicate a lot. Right. It's kind of like I said, when we first started off, I think um, I've, I've talked to Chief Griffin, Chief Raymond, a lot, uh, even over the last month where we've been on vacation. Right. Um and you're just lucky, I guess, Garrett, that we haven't had to have conversations. Honeymoon's <laughs> over. I, I haven't been picked on yet. <laughs> but, you know, Rich, you were talking about how quickly everybody responded to that Crest Elk incident. You know, I, I think the communication between um, law enforcement agencies and the school, whether it's just something that somebody heard about on Facebook or whether it's something actually going on in the community, um, we we've got that communication piece by and large that's nailed pretty well and i would add to that is we have the communication piece but we also put our egos aside because that was the biggest thing i saw during that crescent elk incident right is i had the new sheriff of Dunlop county standing there the only thing he said was what do you need for help yeah it wasn't hey i'm sheriff i'm taking jurisdiction i'm doing none of that lonnie came over hey what do you need you need more people it was all you know and even you when you showed up yep. you knew what not to do you knew not to come over here or do this it's hey you let me know when i can go in it was everybody communicating for the single purpose of making sure that safety was there and right. things were done right um you look at the situation where we had the um kind of like a swatting call i guess you would say it at the graduation last year was it last year or the year before, year before where the person ended up being in texas right. uh, and they called it in because they're watching youtube so many agencies came in. Um, Sergeant Lopez ended up being the incident command on that. But there was, I mean, probation was there, I believe. Sheriff was there. National Parks, CHP. All these agencies came in. Right. I got a phone call, and I was managing that situation from seven hours down south. And nobody in this community knew I was even out of town. It's how quick and easy that went. Mm-hmm. And putting out social media, going back and forth. Um, I work well with uh, with your um, social media person, Michael Hawkins, um, <clears throat> in saying, okay, let's put this message out together. You know, share what I put out. Right. So it's one message that's get put out there. You know, we w- work well with that. It's now, now the caveat to that is we don't always agree. Lonnie can tell you I, I don't always agree with him. He doesn't always agree with me. There's times we haven't even agreed yet, or there's a couple times so far with me and Sheriff Scott, but we listen to each it's other. It's only been a day. No, it's, I'm been, no. <laughs> that's not what you. This morning. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not what you want. I don't want a yes person. You know, most often we know what we're doing right. It's that person that you need that's going to say, hold on a second, uh, Chief Griffin, you need to think about this, you know, or what about this? So we don't always need to agree. That's right. we're humans. But the egos, that's what I would say. It's 
communication is great. Um, I have awesome communication with Sheriff Scott. Uh, a lot of respect for Sheriff Scott and looking forward to great things you're going to do in the next few years. Uh, same thing for Chief Raymond in what we're doing. It's different purposes, different jurisdiction right. things. But the communication's there, and when the time comes to it, egos get thrown out the window. It doesn't matter. It's you, the, the patches on your shoulders don't really matter at that point at all. It's, hey, we're there with the purpose. Let's get, to, get this done. We'll sort it out afterwards. And that's all I've seen in my career here. Yeah. So, and, it, and it's getting better and better. People need to know how much we talk to each other and how much we do interrupt, uh, interrupt with everybody. Right. So. Yeah, it's really key that that we work together well in response to any kind of an incident at the schools. And, and that's like Chief Griffin said, we all, you know, we all are going to show up and we're going to help each other out and give 110 percent. And that includes all the different law enforcement agencies around here. And, and uh, you know, the important thing, I think, is that so many law enforcement agencies you know, here in Delaware County, we all have kids in the schools, and I right. know we've we've touched on that. But I think that that's really key: is that pretty much every school in our our county has parents that are law enforcement. Oh, sure. And so that really helps. But one thing that I that I wanted to touch on is is the staff at the schools. They're trained to deal with so much, and and any kind of a red flag, they're notifying us immediately. And uh, so that's that's really a positive thing is, is that there's training out there, there's red flags mm -hmm. and, and that the school district is in communication constantly with law enforcement. And I think that helps parents to realize that we're all talking, we're all together in this and we're all here to protect these these students, these kids as much as we possibly can. Yeah. Well, and that brings up another piece, too. And and. It's amazing how time flies because we're coming to the end of the podcast. But and that is a lot of times our families get bad information in the middle of something, right? Something happens. And now with every child with the cell phone, um, every every um, cell phone being attached to Facebook or Instagram or, or Chief Griffin, you're in your place myspace <laughs> there, there's you know there's just a lot of stuff that's out there and sometimes those misperceptions that misinformation travels at the speed of light so that 30 seconds that it, it may take you to respond someplace there have already been 50 phone calls made that have bad information right um where where would you recommend that people go we always tell people if it's a school thing check our website check our um um text, check emails from the schools, uh, because like you said earlier, Chief, we will point back to the um, police department's Facebook page. We'll point back to some different locations. From each of your positions, just briefly, where should people go to get the best information other than the school website? I can start off with me as I run our social media. I, I check it all the time. Um, I'm the one that posts everything on our social media through Facebook. Um, that's the best place if something happens in the city jurisdiction. Um, I'm going to share that there. I won't be sharing unless he has gives me permission, you know, Sheriff Scott stuff. Right. There may be an incident where he, he wants that done. Then I'll, I'll put on there from Sheriff Scott. Um, but inside city limits, that's where it's going to be the main source. Um, I do work well with the triplicate uh, reporter. I do well, work well with um, Jessica uh, from Wild Rouge Outposts. Mm -hmm. So what happened during that um, Crescent Elk incident, I got a hold of her because I didn't have time because I was there um, providing coverage at the front door of Crescent Elk. 
got a hold of her real quick. Mm -hmm. I trust her enough to where I said, hey, this is what's happening. I need this posted. Here's the information. And she got it out on social media quickly. And then I was able to quickly share that. Um, but the trusted source is, is the, that's local. That's what it is. It's not your neighbor down the road that may have heard it from somebody, somebody. Right. That makes it worse when you don't vet that information. You know, we have that 5,000 year leap of technology that took place recently <laughs> in, in, in what it is what it's called. And um, it's actually a good book if anybody wants to read it. It's, um, it, it progressed so quickly, which is great because there's a lot of information out there, but that's also not great because there's a lot of information out yeah. there and it's not vetted. So, but that's what, what, what we do at Crescent City Police Department and get it out there immediately. So, and I'll even tag it from me, you know, Chief Richard Griffin, the bottom for who it came from. Um, but that's where our stuff comes from. So. That, that is key. And that's, that's great advice that the chief's talking about there is because the social media platform is probably the best way to get information but but it's important that folks realize where they're getting it and who's right. posting it uh, you know double check it check the county the school district website that's going to be the best possible place to get that key information or the police department or the sheriff's department um, you know i think it's important that that the public knows if you call into our dispatch center they're not going to have all that information. They're mm -hmm. not going to know because those officers, deputies, and so forth that are on scene are getting that firsthand and sending it out as quickly as possible, as well as the school district. But our dispatchers don't have all that. They're just sending people where we want them to be. And so right. so all they're doing is tying up 911 lines, and the, the poor dispatcher doesn't know the information that we know at the school site. So that, that social media platform especially for the school district is, is key. Yeah. And I'll just dovetail on that because we typically come in and more a supporting role in something like this. It's possible we might be the first ones mm -hmm. there, but usually we're there supporting the, the police department and the sheriff's office. So we're going to be pointing towards their social media pages, towards vetted information that they've put out or the school district has put out. Um, because unfortunately, I also am the one that handles the social media for my department, and that's not good for anybody. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to ride the coattails of other fine oh, you're the people. One on MySpace. <laughs> that's probably me. I don't know that I ever actually opened a MySpace page. Oh, I may still have my login for MySpace. I'll check that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody I, got AOL? I don't know if I was in the country when MySpace was a thing, so I'm I'm a little bit behind. I mean, we we have a Facebook page. We do occasionally put stuff up, but um, what I'm going to push out is sharing those posts from other vetted sources that I know we can trust. And if I can add to the other ones that to follow in the county are going to be uh, Delaware County OES Office mm -hmm. of Emergency Services. Uh, follow the school district, of course. Look at the triplicate uh, web page. Uh, Wild Rose Outposts, those are going to be your main ones. Um, the city of, of Crescent City, because uh, we all work together on those incidents, and that's what's going to get shared through there. Uh, typically, I'll share right away from OES, or if there's a major thing that's happening, I'll contact OES and say, hey, you put this out because you have more reach, then, right. I'll, then I'll, I'll share it. Um, and that's, again, where I work good with Mr. Hawkins in saying, okay, here's the message we want to put out, making sure it's together. Because if we put out something and then all of a sudden the sheriff's house is putting out something, but a couple words are changed, that trust in the public's going to, well, what's going on here? You yeah. know? So it has to be the same message that goes out. And, and the key is you're not going to get all the information you want as, a, as the public out there, but you have to understand that that's what we have to do sometimes to protect even the case because at some point those events are going to become criminal cases. Mm -hmm. So we'll put out the pertinent information that you need to know. Um, 
and, and then go from there. And one key area that that I think that people should be aware of is is if there is a power outage or an internet outage or something like that, um, the radio stations are are really oh, yeah. really helpful. Yeah. And so if you can flip that radio station on our, our local radio folks. Uh, you know that's going to be a, a key area to, to to look at and to listen to to get get vital information, especially if we have an earthquake or a tsunami right. or something like that, to where that internet does go out or or phone lines go down. The radio's probably still going to be going, and we'll send our OES people there to get information out and so forth. So keep that in mind, also. Yeah, absolutely. Well, gentlemen, thank you for giving up some time today. I appreciate it. Um, as always, good talking with you. Uh, and I hope I don't have to see you professionally for for a while. But uh, but I, I really do appreciate the work that, that your departments do. Um, uh, for Again, for those folks in our community who may not know, um, our law enforcement partners are absolutely incredible. I've worked in several other counties. And we have more support, we have more communication, we have more proactive concern um, from all of our law enforcement uh, here in Del Norte County than I've ever seen anywhere else. And it's not about punishing children, it's not about penalizing kids, it's about safety, it's about support, it's about help. Um, And you three are phenomenal leaders in that. And I just want to thank you for for what you do. and for what I know that you'll do as we continue to go through this year. Well, shout out to our staff, too. They oh, make, yeah. They make it move every day. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Well, thank you all. And hope you have all. a good one. Have a wonderful week.